0: Focal Point, Episode 3, where we talk about marketing with Classic Photographer's Chief Marketing Officer, Keith Phillips, and then we discuss some of this month's prompts. I'm your co-host, David Patton, and of course we have Keith with us today and your host, creator of Focal Point and the 52-Week Challenge, Chelsea London.
1: Thank you, David. I'm really excited about today because I think this is a topic that photographers really get bogged down by. So I'm very excited to bring Keith on. He is, like David said, the chief marketing officer of Classic Photographers. If you don't know Classic Photographers, they're one of the largest wedding photography companies in the U.S. So Keith, thank you for coming and joining us today. Um, Really excited to talk to you about marketing, because like I said, it seems to be the white whale of a lot of photographers.
2: Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm uh, really excited to talk about this. Like, Marketing is one of those things I could go on and on about forever, um, and uh, really excited to be here.
1: Could you tell us um, a little bit about your role at Classic and the uh, your day-to-day, what kinds of things that you are an expert in and how you can help other photographers?
2: Sure. Um, I mean, in my day to day, I do a little bit of everything, um, not just marketing. So I am heavily involved with uh, answering questions for our photographers that work and uh, for us. And I should back up. um, We have about a thousand photographers, more or less, you know, uh, from time to time. Um, And they all work on a contract basis. But uh, many of them shoot anywhere between, you know, five to 10 weddings a year. Some as high as you know, 60, 70, 80. So we we have a wide range of photographers all over the U.S. Um, So my day to day uh, in terms of interacting with photographers is sort of answering the questions on how to work with classic photographers, how to um, navigate our um, systems and how to interact with their clients that get booked through us Um, in terms of marketing. I, I do a little bit of everything. <laughs> so we're we're heavily into email marketing, um, but we're totally email uh we're totally e-commerce on our website. So uh I think it'd probably be important to back up real quick and, and give a brief snapshot of how it works because that will um help me explain better on what we do. So at at Classic Photographers, uh, clients can book right on our website. Uh, All of our photographers have uh, calendars available um, and and, and a certain radius that they'll shoot in. So it's my job to help bring uh, clients to the website and showcase uh, all the different talents of the different photographers.
1: So when you say that you work as almost like a liaison between the customer and the photographers, would you say that that is something that the photographers find value in because it cuts out them having to do all of that labor?
2: <laughs> yeah, of course. So that's our value proposition to the photographer is that we um, we do all the marketing, we do the customer service for the most part. The photographer is expected to call and say hello and uh, interact with their client a little bit. Um, but we um, we do all the heavy lifting and they get to do just what they love, which is show up and shoot a wedding. Uh, they don't even need to edit. Um, they just upload to our server, uh, and our editing team takes it from there. So it's a real um, good experience uh, for our photographers. A, who don't like to edit, don't like to market, don't run <laughs> like to run their own business. But uh, B, for people who are just trying to fill their dates. So maybe they book themselves, you know, ten times a year, and they want to fill those Fridays, Sundays, those off Saturdays, and and that's what they use us for. So those are like. The two main use cases for classic photographers. Um, That all being said, um, you know, to move on to the marketing, uh, I've spent uh, 12 years marketing this in many different ways as the uh, digital landscape has changed. Um, In fact, you know, I was marketing this before digital marketing was even a um, term or phrase that people used, uh, but we've become a full uh, e-commerce platform. um, And I've been around you know, thousands of photographers over the last 12 years uh, and heard all their pain points in marketing their individual businesses. Um And uh, I've helped get, I was trying to do the math bef- this morning before this, but it has to be over 20,000, uh, you know, f- photographers connected to clients wow. to shoot weddings. so. Um, Wow. Yeah. So a lot of different, as you can imagine, a lot of different experiences uh, over that time. So I guess
0: that does bring up a point about the individual photographers doing their own marketing versus hiring out to a professional marketer. I know a lot of photographers, they want to kind of be a one-stop shop, do all the stuff, but it definitely the marketing side, it's it's really different from the photography side. So it's something that a lot of photographers just aren't familiar with. So like, what are some good tips for the photographers who are wanting to try to do some of their own marketing? And when is it more important that it's better to use a professional like yourself for the marketing instead of trying to do it ourselves?
2: Sure. Yeah. I think, for um, a lot of people, it really just comes down to how your brain works, right? Like some people have, uh are very creative, um, when it comes to their photography work, but maybe don't have that creativity on the the business end, right? So maybe that's the time they look to like fill in with a company like ours, or, um, or hire a marketer directly for their own business. But um, I do think some basic marketing uh, is something everybody could do, um, and, and has the ability to do. So, um, I'd like to focus on a couple different concepts. And I think the first one is referrals. Um, That's how everybody gets their start, right? They shoot like their cousin's wedding or, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. and other people see those pictures and they're like, Oh, who shot your wedding? And and that's just how weddings work. So I'm going to speak a little bit about weddings. You might hear me say weddings a lot, (laughs) but the same goes for like family portraits or events. It's all, it's all, Oh, who shot that? And you have to use that person or they're your friend. And that's all well and good. And it's a great place to get a start. But that does tend to run out. Not for everybody, mm-hmm. I would say. There's, you know, um, there's a handful of photographers out there that I know, um, and I'm sure many I don't that that run very successful photography businesses, making, you know, in the six figures because they get those high paying jobs and they get in those circles and they keep getting those referrals. But that and that's everybody's dream that they aspire to, but it's it's not reality for most photographers. So you have to find. Um, a way to keep that business flowing besides um, that small group of referrals that that keeps rolling in. So those are great, but while that's happening, it's important to be marketing your business in a uh, somewhat traditional fashion, um, using you know modern technology, of course. Um, so I think that's important, and we'll we'll talk a little bit about websites. Uh, clearly, you need to have a website, um, and and I think that that's a a good point to talk about. Next is like having a brochure website versus um, a website that gets you leads and ultimately clients. You know, um, I, for a lot of photographers, it's it's very uh, easy to make what I would call a brochure website. You have your your best pictures up there. It's all about the visual, um, but there's, there's nowhere to capture leads, nowhere for people to raise their hand and say, hey, I'd like to hire you um, or in a way that's obvious to them. So, Mm-hmm. I, I think that that's a first very important thing to look at um, for your business.
1: So how would you say then to these photographers who have brochure websites? Because I I can say from personal experience, I have had and in, to some extent continue to have this kind of website. Um, what are the steps that a photographer can take to to shift their portfolio from look at my beautiful pictures to look at my beautiful pictures and hire me?
2: Sure, yeah. So um, it's, it's what we call in the marketing world. I'll have to make sure I, I uh, explain these things instead of just saying them. Uh, we call it a call to action, right? <laughs> there has to be some sort of, I, I was about to say CTA is what we would call it. No, that doesn't uh, mean anything. To anyone. Sort of, yeah, nothing, zero. <laughs> Even call to action, they're like, oh, yeah, should I just have the phrase that says hire me? No, a call to action is like, um, you know, somewhere very obvious, you know, starting on the homepage. Where they can either um, say contact me, like that's like the lowest basic um, thing you should have is a contact form, and I think every like out of the box website like comes with that. But um, you you want some sort of uh, transaction, right? To like um, hey, fill out this form and I can tell you if I'm available for your date or your event. You know, some sort of like give me your information. Um, and when we talk about marketing these days, uh, we call that first. Uh, person data, that is so important, getting people's name, email, and maybe even phone number um, to follow up with them. Because uh, when we talk about other marketing means using like cookies and tracking and ads and retargeting, um, a lot of that is going away with, uh, especially the new iOS 17 coming up, it's going to be even harder to um, Mm -hmm. track people's activity on your website. So we want that, that first party data name, email. So, um, just a basic form. Um, If you want to take it to the next level, um, some sort of pop-up before they leave your website saying like, Hey, um, would you like some more information from us? I I understand a lot of photographers. You don't want to seem too salesy. You know, you're an artist and you're showing them your work. So there's that fine line to balance, but there's also um, bills to pay. Right. (laughs) So we have to, you know, (laughs) put on our sales hat a little bit when it, when it comes to the website, the website should be doing, your initial sales for you, um, where you're going to follow up with people.
1: I think the thing that I run into, and I'm sure you can speak to this, my biggest concern is coming off as disingenuous, um, when writing copy about why you should hire me. I think that, like you said, photographers kind of focus in on their creative aspect of it a lot of the time. And it does seem like I'll say, I I don't want to, I don't want to talk like negatively about this because it's obviously a positive thing that works for people, but sometimes you see people who are incredible, incredible photographers and they've never sold anything in their life. They've never had anyone hire them. They've never sold a print. They haven't done anything and they're not getting recognized for the incredible work that they're doing despite trying by putting out a brochure website, which is my new favorite phrase, (laughs) um, But then you see people who maybe focus more on the marketing side and maybe the skills are um, at a different level than what others might have achieved. I'm trying to be very diplomatic here, Um, but how can you speak to those photographers who are afraid of coming off as disingenuous or coming off as someone who only cares about the sales and doesn't care about the product that they're selling
2: well i think if you're disingenuous or coming off that way or or you you just focus on the selling and less of the product you're not going to make it very long um you know i'd hate to be that person with all that skill that the world never gets to see because you're afraid to sell your yourself too so like i said it's a fine fine uh line to walk um but you know again you know there's bills to pay so on that side you you need to um you need to sell yourself a little bit on the other side. If you're overselling people will read right through that and you're not, you're not going to make sales, but that person, even if their their work isn't quite as good, they're going to need that practice. Right. And they're going to need to, um, they're going to need to get clients. And the only way to do it is to shoot more events. So, um, you know, having that sales side and you're going to attract a different type of client too. Maybe we should stop and talk about that. You know, if you're focused on the budget and the price, you're going to get that kind of client if you're focused on your experience uh, or the experience they're going to have with you. So maybe it's not like, oh, I'm the best photographer on the planet, but more you. Know, sometimes, I, you know, the best marketing is uh, to take testimonials from previous clients and just let that mm-hmm. do the talking, you know, on your, right on your website. Um, of course that's a problem when you don't have previous clients, but you should always be asking for reviews from every single type of event you shoot. Um, and then you're, you're able to use that, um, you know, somewhere on your website, whether it's a separate page or, or like, um, like a scrolling banner on your homepage along with pictures of the couple. Um, so I just think it's a matter of what works for you and and in terms of how much you're trying to sell, um, you know, but I think there has to be some way to do it, Uh, you know, some way to, uh, you don't need to necessarily have a sale where you're offering a discount or like really being pushy about it. But I would say, you know, definitely have a way for them to raise their hands. Um, You know, there's nothing more frustrating as a consumer than getting over to somebody's website and and saying, you know, uh, I'd like to hire this person, but what am I gonna do? There's a phone number, I'm not gonna call them. you know, do either one of you call people? Right. I, you know, no, so. I haven't called anyone in years. So. Yeah. yeah. So there has to be a way, you know, text me, email me, please give me your information one way or another. So
0: I guess that also brings up the point about SEO and getting people to the website mm-hmm. to begin with. Great. That's I know when I was building out my website, the all the tutorial stuff is talking about SEO this and SEO that. And of course I'm reading through there and it's like I've got no clue what this is. And so is can you do a little bit of explaining on that talking about maybe what works, what draws people to a website?
2: Yes, I love this. Um and keep in mind like everything else we'll talk about after this social media is all about getting people to your website and the most unfortunate thing is when you get them there and you know, you have no way to to capture them as a client, right? So that's that's why I want to start with that real what sounds very basic, but um, yeah, SEO, very important. So search engine optimization. Um, there's a lot of factors that go into it and it's always changing. Uh, the Google algorithm is always changing and it's moved to a point that's less about like meta tags on your website and keywords. You can look those up. I'm not gonna spend a lot of time on it cause that's the old way. Um, it's more about the actual content on your website. So the words you're using in the text on the website, keywords, long tail keywords, um, and how much time people are spending on your site, how they're engaging. Are they scrolling? Um, how far down the page are they scrolling? So when you're designing, uh, especially your homepage, you got to take all that into mind. You, you want them to spend a lot of time. You want them to be able to move down through your website. Google records all this and rates your website and then ranks you on a search depending on um, all these factors. Uh, another big, big, big one is backlinks right now. You need have backlinks so that means links to your website out there somewhere else on the internet so um that means sign up for every listing that you free listing that you can think of right so like um anything like if if you shoot like uh family portraits maybe it's like thumbtack or uh weddings not wedding wire um just anything local local websites that point back just go through and find them all. Every backlink you can have um, is going to help you out. That means all your social media. And then also what is important too is what I would call uh, research. So like when someone is thinking of using you, they're uh, they're Googling you, right? You We all do it. So they don't know much about you, especially in photography if it's not a referral or it is a referral even. Um, they want to know more about you, so what do they do? They Google your business, so they just saw your webpage. Hopefully, that's showing up, you know, somewhere on page one because it's you, it's your name, it's unique. Um, but then you want you want your social media to rank high, right? So they're number two, number three, um, and that's why you want those backlinks so they show up. But when they do that, make sure you have good reviews on Google. Um, make sure you have good reviews um, on like Facebook if you allow that or anywhere. I'd stay far away from Yelp, but if you have one and you've somehow gotten yourself a good review on there, that's stuck that they didn't take down, um, you want that. But any sort of review sites, you want all that to rank high so your competitors are not ranking on page one when they search for your business. So you want to dominate that page one um, with your business. Now, uh, one more thing about SEO is it takes time. This is not something that's going to get you clients overnight. Um, We're talking like six to 12-month process of Google learning who you are indexing your website um, and and tracking uh, activity on your website. So um, when you set out to do this, just know it's not going to just happen overnight.
1: So when you talk about backlinks, um, you mentioned, you know, these listing sites like Thumbtack and so on. What about like backlinking on other like social media platforms or other people's websites and things? Is that
2: equally useful? Yeah. The, uh, well, those are sometimes even better. So yeah, other people's websites are great. Anytime someone asks you to use your work, you should not like if, if it's like another website, like a venue or or a restaurant or especially if you're starting out, like just let them use your work and just say there needs to be a link to my website and some credit like that's that's how you're going to build up your name is, is making sure those links are there. They're, they're worth money, the link themselves. So yes, absolutely. That's a very good point. Um, you should have every social media, even if you don't plan to post to some, you know, some of it, you should have one because that's going to give you that backlink. And maybe you put a couple of posts there and and make sure that it's directing them in the right place and telling them who you are. But um, but yeah, absolutely. Like anytime you collaborate with another business, um, you, you can um, share your pictures and say, hey, if you'd like to use this on your social media or and on your website, website's more valuable, but you can both are good. Uh, just make sure you link back to my website. So not just credit, not, not linking to your Instagram. That's a big mistake. A lot of photographers make you want the link to your website, you know? Um, So that's a very good point.
1: So if we're going to go to, if we're going to go back to um, social media, if it's okay, I'd like to transition to that because I think a lot of photographers focus on social media very heavily um, and there does seem to be a bit of a pushback on Instagram in the photography community now. So my question for you is where do you put your energy when it comes to social media? What is worth the time and the effort?
2: You know, and maybe I'll get some blowback from this, but, uh, so the average American as of, um, 2022 spends two hours and 36 minutes on, um, on a meta platform, Facebook or Instagram a day. So that is a lot. It's disgusting, but it's a reality. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, I know everybody likes to look for the new up and coming, uh, yeah. you know, uh, social media platform, but, th- and, and pretend like they're not on Instagram anymore, but that is still where the data shows people are. So, um, I would say that that's the best place to start still for visual and media. Um, In terms, you know, Pinterest is still relevant, but you're talking about, it's like one fiftieth of Instagram, right? So you should be kind of where, I'm a big believer of be where people are. Um, And so, you know, again, it's just a matter of, are you trying to reach clients? Are you trying to like, um, you know, look for, you should always be looking for the next big thing. and be there before other people that that is important, right? So like if you were early on snapchat um, or, or any any you know whatever, even early on Flickr, right or early on anything where people are gonna be exposed to your work where you it's it's just like SEO, right? if you're there first and you have the most views and most followers you're gonna you're gonna get more traction. Um, but you should still make sure you are where people are, um, no matter what your personal relationship is with that social media platform.
1: Is there any credence to the idea that you should be, let's, let's go with Instagram or meta. Um, is there any credence in the, you must be posting consistently, everything must look the same, the layout must be aesthetically pleasing. Is that important or is it more the text behind it or just the fact that you have it?
2: Okay, so yeah, exactly. Well, A, you need to have it. B, um, it should look aesthetically pleasing, but that's not what's gonna help you in the algorithm. So let's talk about that for a minute. Uh, This is something I think about a lot, is that um, relevant uh, posting and timely posting is important. If you're posting once every six months, I know that's extreme, you're, you're not gonna get seen, right? Um, posting every day is fine, uh, but but maybe two times a week is probably you know where you would need to be uh, to to stay relevant in people's feeds. Stories become more important; they're getting more engagement now. Um, but okay, so this goes back to my, where my referrals run out. You can have a lot of organic followers, um, and they may not all be your customer. Uh, so that's something to keep in mind. But it's important to have their engagement. Uh, in order to to put you into that algorithm uh, more often as something that Meta sees as relevant, right, to show to new people. So the keywords are going to be very important. So like the wording, just like an SEO that you're using in your posts, um, hashtags are a little less important than they used to be, but it certainly doesn't um, mean you shouldn't use them at all. If you're shooting at a venue, you should tag them um, and include the location. You should tag as many people that you've collaborated with. If you've shot at a restaurant, if you shoot wherever you are, you should tag them because that's a giving more information to uh, the algorithm and b um, getting you more uh, you'll get more organic shares from those people you're tagging. Um, But uh, like referrals, organics only going to take you so far. They want you to spend money on these. platform. So it's important, even if it's just a dollar a day to start that you're, you're, um, using some sort of ad, uh, on any of the, you know, pick one platform that you feel you have the most traction on you've gotten, um, engagement on that you've gotten clients from before. I still think it's Instagram. Um, when you're talking about family shoots, wedding shoots, Um, you know, maybe if you're looking to do more commercial, you're on LinkedIn. Um, and, but I I would stay focused uh, on a more visual platform. Um, and so ads are something you you can figure out on your own. You can hire an agency to do. Um, but I would say, even if you just played around with, um, a dollar to $5 a day, just to get some more engagement on your ads, that's going to tell the algorithm, more information it's just it's just a fact they want your money. So the people that, that, uh, spend a little bit, they're going to get more, um, play on social media. So, um, I recommend trying that. And if you're like, well, I don't have that kind of money. It's kind of like, you know, this is your business. You have to spend money to make money. Um, you know, it's like a cup of coffee a day. So I have two coffees instead of three or something, (laughs) but, um, that I would recommend, um, you know, a little bit of paid advertisement.
1: I think one thing that I know that I uh, maybe have a problem with, and then I, I, I think it is something that a lot of people do, is that we end up, photographers end up marketing to other photographers a lot, as opposed to the client base. Um, there's a lot of photographers who have very successful YouTube channels or um, successful Instagrams and so forth, and they're well-known in the photography community, but not outside of that. Um is there a way that we can kind of shift our mindset and think about the client as opposed to each other?
2: Wow, interesting. Um, I think it is important to um, be in front of each other, right? For encouragement, ideas um, and, and and referrals, right? Someone might say, I'm I'm booked to state, but you know who's awesome? Um, let me connect you with Chelsea. So uh, I think this is where social media comes in, right? And and take yourself out of that comfort zone of being in these like circles of just photographers and having that mindset of trying to impress photographers because they're not your customer ultimately, right? Like it, it is, it is, whether it's weddings, you're looking for brides and grooms, um, family shoots are usually <laughs> brides and grooms that you're shooting down the road, right? Or uh, referrals from others um, or events. So I would say start to learn more about your clients. Um, what do they look like? You know, look at your past clients, um, always ask for referrals, but this is really, again, where the ads come in. Um, you know, this is where, you know, if we're talking marketing, put your marketing hat on and and think, okay, I'm going to run ads. The beauty of somewhere like meta or, you know, to lesser degrees, like Snapchat, um, You know, uh, uh, TikTok has some pretty good, you know, they have good demographics that you could target to. So, um, you know, if it's a wedding, it's someone who's engaged to be married. They know your relationship status. Right. Like so you could start um, looking at uh, into these advertisement platforms. And what's neat about that is then you could start to create what are called lookalike audiences on all these platforms. And it's like, well, I have all these people that like my page. Um, I want to create a look-alike of all these followers I have, but I want to exclude photographers. I don't want to show my ads to photographers. And you can do those sort of things. So this is where you, you know, you have to step outside of um your comfort zone, which is like, you know, interacting with other photographers and using photographer speak and and thinking more of a marketer um and a salesperson. And I think for me it was always like as a salesperson, it's more of like. You know, um uh, putting on a performance. It, it may not be you. It's not who you're used to being, but you need to be genuine and be able to talk about what it is you generally love about what you do. Um, and and so that's think about that when you're setting up your social media profile or your website. you're you're talking to those people. Um and so it should be dumbed down as if you were having a conversation with them. Um I think emails you send out, marketing emails or any copy you're writing, just think about writing to, to a friend, right? Who's also potentially a client, and and why you want to, um, be a part of their big day and your experiences in the past and how you're going to capture it, or, um, you know why you you want to shoot their uh, corporate event and and how you've done them in the past and why you enjoy them and what you think about your features and benefits. What do you bring to the table? And it doesn't have to be something that's unique. It's just what you bring to the table, right? Um. So. Uh, Whether that's your editing style or your um, ability to turn around the pictures quickly or, um, you know, or just feedback from the past or that you um, have a very outgoing personality or you're comfortable with children or any of these things. Right. Just think about all those things and make a big, long list um, uh, on a piece of paper. And when you go to marketing, you know, writing copy, you can you can. use these, right? Like bullet points, uh, essentially for, uh, what are your superpowers? I like to say, right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I do, I do kind of want to bring up a little bit about, you mentioned kind of the consistency of posting, uh, like every couple of days or potentially even daily, something like that. But as someone who has seen, because you work in the marketing you've seen i'm assuming tons of different photographers posting their work which would you say is more successful the people who post incredibly consistently or the people whose work may be of better quality but just a little less consistently posted um is is it that big of a player and can consistency make up for maybe not necessarily being the best of the photographers at the time. Is that something that's going to help people be able to grow and reach out more than just being a good photographer?
2: Yeah, I think you're exactly right. Yeah. If you, um, if you're still, you know, working on your craft uh, posting consistently is going to keep you in that algorithm of showing up in people's feeds. Right. But, if you post too often and it's irrelevant. And, um, I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking of a few in my mind, as you say that, where it's just like, they post like a hundred pictures individually from the same wedding over the course of a week (laughs) at like five, six a day. And I'm like, I don't need to see this anymore. (laughs) Right? Like this is just, so like that, that is like a no, no, right. Unless they have their following and their following just loves them, but you should select like, your best work, and maybe if th- th- in your mind it's not the best compared to other people, but select your best and think of like engaging shots, right? Like, think about, um, you know, a flower girl. I'm gonna talk about weddings for a minute just because it's easier for me to talk about. Like, think about like some unique thing that happened that day, a first look, or something funny, or something people could like comment on, right? Um, and then I, I You're a visual person, you're using pictures to sell your business, that's what you're selling, but you're also selling a personality, so think about what you write, like ask questions in your posts, um, you know, and, and and you want that, that's the other thing, right? You need engagement, so that's not just likes, you know, a heart is more important than a like, or and a comment is more important than anything. Anytime anybody comments on anything, whether they write you a review somewhere or they make a comment, you need to answer. Um, that engagement is gonna push you up in the algorithm, whether it's SEO or on social media. Um, and it shows people you're a real live person who is gonna get back to them right away. That's the most important, right? With any purchase you make anywhere is like not having um, buyer's remorse. And that helps lead to the better experience. You might get referrals before you even shoot their event, right? Because, oh, this person's awesome. like. They, they call me anytime I have a question, they answer that. So you can show that ability on your social media by replying to people. But think about engagement, right? So if you're like um, if you shoot family portraits, maybe you um, and you do it very locally in your area, you say, you know, say I live in Boston, just Ask your following, where are your favorite places in Boston to take pictures or where are your favorite places, period. And just not because you really care about the answer to that question, but because you want that engagement um, on your page. Right. So like that's sort of a silly example, but think about interacting. Um, And that's that is what it's all about. Like with all marketing is like starting a conversation Um, and, you know, using social media, using. Uh, your website to start a conversation, because um, from there you know you you make friendships that turn into clients. Um, so that's a long answer to your yes. You need to post <laughs> often, um, but it, it needs to be relevant and good and engaging. Um, which I know is sort of a loaded a loaded answer, but um, but that is super important. Don't just like um, spray and pray, right? Like we went shooting, don't do that on social media. It
0: it is a really good answer because I've seen it as a photographer that other people, they just sit there and make all these posts. And I've I've seen making these marketing posts in like dedicated photographer groups. And it's like, I I get the consistency Mm -hmm. and excessive uploads, but is it really like, how does it all interact? That it's definitely good information.
2: Yeah, for sure. Again, I would just say, if you think about it from the terms of engagement, you know, and if you're posting and nobody's reacting, then you're posting the wrong stuff, right? If you're not getting any feedback at all. And believe me, on, on a lot of social media, especially when you're s- s- getting started, if you're not using paid advertisement, you're not going to just get a lot of organic um, interaction except from like your family and friends. <laughs> like, or, you know, you have to, yeah. um, you have to invite people to engage with you.
1: I guess then the big question is, how do you go from I have this great rapport with the people who follow me on social media and um, people are finding me genuine. They're finding me interesting. They're answering my questions. There's engagement there. How do you go from that to money in your pocket?
2: So from there, once you have that engagement, so think about it as like building blocks, right? You're making these posts. Now you're getting engagement. Um, Now you have to. Get them over to your website, which is hopefully where you're collecting this name and email, and people are raising their hands. Uh, it could even happen, you know, um, uh, on a direct message too, right? Like send me. It. So it might be. Um, I'm just thinking about a very general one, like people say I'm having mini sessions this Saturday. Now that you have that engagement, people are seeing like the hey, I'm having mini sessions a month from now on a Saturday. Who would like to go? I only have. Think about like time sensitive stuff i have five slots who wants them like if that's the kind of stuff you're doing nobody's going to see it if you don't have that engagement so um Mm -hmm. so once you have that engagement then you take the next step like um hey i um i'm already booking up you you need to put like deadlines on people right human beings were sort of generally lazy right (laughs) so you need to put some sort of when you think about marketing it sounds a little salesy but um it's just true. You got to give people like a reason to say, like, now's the time um, to to book you. Right. So it might be I just open up my calendar for October of next year. I have two dates left. You know, um, it's, you know, so if anybody's interested, uh, let me know if it's if you have a good working website, your only goal on social media should be to get them to that website, because there's a lot you can do. Um, and. and you know, I think we've already kind of covered like get them to your website, give them a reason to raise their hand and give you their information, so you can. And we didn't really talk about the follow up, but the whole idea is that then you follow up with them right away in a very helpful way, um, you know, to turn them into your client. Um, so the, the the besides getting them to your website, uh, this is where ads come in again, right? Because now you can specifically um, target people with ads that have engaged with your page. That is an audience you can build, or if you're running Google ads, same thing. People that have visited your website or, or on social media, you could say, I want to show this ad to just people on my website. And that's where your hard call to action, right? So your social media, your organic is more about engagement, showing off your work and your ads are the call to action. Um, you know, looking to book your wedding, um, you know, we ha- uh, I'm offering whatever, $100 off or uh, I have dates, you know, whether you use time pressure or a sale or something, um, that's where you get them to fill out the form to say like, Hey, I'm interested send me more information. You don't. It, uh, so marketing and sales is a lot like dating, right? Like you don't just walk up to someone, shake their hand and say, <laughs> Hey, you want to get married? Right? There's, there's a, in, mar- <laughs> in marketing, we call it a sales funnel, right? But you can think of it like courting, right? Like there's, a meeting, then, then you get to know them a little better before you like, uh, propose to them, right? Like, Hey, I'd like to be your photographer. So think about that, that middle ground. What is it that you're offering to take it to that next level? Um, I'm a big believer in get them to the website, get them, give them a reason to give you their information. Um, and this is probably not something we have time to get into, but from there email marketing is sort of king right now. Right. And that's sending out periodic Mm -hmm. newsletters, letting people know what you're up to, what you're doing, and then a call to action. If you'd like to learn more about booking me for your wedding, click here, have them fill out, or even better, hey, if if you're interested um, in more information about, you know, you don't say, hey, would you like me to be your wedding photographer? You know, you wanna ease them into it and say like, if you'd like more information, reply back to this email and just start that conversation, right? And now you can talk about when's your date? Oh, great, I have your date available. you know, uh, how, what sort of package you're looking for. Um, and if it suits your, what you do, maybe you even, whether you have a PDF, you can send them with packaging and pricing, um, or you just have it on your website. Uh, I know for some people that doesn't work. You like to change your pricing based on the date and location, whatever. Um, but you have to have a way for them to purchase (laughs) and to know what they're going to purchase from you too. So, um so there's a lot of steps to that but I would say think about it in terms of a relationship and moving them through a sales funnel.
1: So one thing um we don't know what we don't know. So while we get towards the end of the time that you have for us um busy man um is there anything that we didn't ask or touch on that you think would be beneficial for anyone listening to know?
2: Oh wow, great question. I think it's it's about um I mean, I think we covered it, like relationship building through your marketing, um, presenting yourself, talking, talking to people like their people. Um, that, that is really the best way to market a small business, you know, is, um, is, is talking to people, not just about yourself, but, uh, recognizing what it is they need and how you're going to solve that problem for them. Um, and being open to that. So, uh, really from there it's it's about giving them the opportunity I think my biggest pet peeve with um, you know photographers and and they, they can't get themselves sales and they don't you know and then they give up it's like you you have you have this great talent you have this great ability you just need to um, be able to um, let people know that so so you got to sometimes take your photographer hat off and, and put on a um, marketing and sales hat and if you can't do that, you know, ask for help, right? You might have a friend that that is non-competing that could help you. Um, it's always good to ask for help or go to a marketing conference, uh, you know, virtually or, or take some free online classes or just pay attention into the marketing world if, that's, if, if this is something you really wanna make a go at, you know, if you wanna make your business relevant. Um, And I would say the referrals are great, but someday those are going to run out or it's not going to be enough to make a full time living out of it if that's what you want to do. So you have to always be marketing no matter what. Um, Once you stop, that's when when the clients stop coming. So
1: that's great. Thank you. Um, Thank you so much for all that information. I know from personal experience that a lot of these things are things that I would not have necessarily thought to do. And I'm sure there are other photographers that see a lot of value in this. I just want to finish up that thought with, um, if you guys have any other questions about this, um, please put them in the comments here. Keith will be keeping an eye on the comments on YouTube and in the Discord. He's in the Discord. So if you have any follow-up questions, um, he is available to be there sometimes to answer. Um, so I want to say thank you to Keith for giving us his time today Um, and giving us this really insightful information.
0: Yeah, this has been just an absolutely incredible opportunity to learn. And just some of these questions that I've had and that I've seen come up, just being able to actually have that information handed out in it's going to help a lot, and it really is some just fantastic information. Thank you so much.
2: You're welcome. Thanks for having me. This was fun. So, again,
1: I want to thank Keith for his time. Um, it was incredible information, and there's it's such a large topic that we really can't fit that in half hour, 15 minutes. Um, but there's so much there to explore, and I think he gave us some really good launching off points that we can delve more into. Like, it didn't occur to me to think about the website as the ultimate goal, you know, cause sometimes I know I've gotten um, requests through social media and so forth, but it makes so much more sense to be like, let's filter people and let's get their information. Let's do a, a newsletter. I ha- I'm i sitting on like a list of people that have signed up for my, my newsletter and I've I haven't sent a newsletter out in like three years. So it, There's some value in that that I completely have disregarded.
0: Yeah, and some of that information just on, like, even using social media and doing the posts there, it's something I just never really had thought of. It's I've used social media and I've made the posts here and there and haven't necessarily seen tons of engagement. And... It's, it's good to hear. It's like, oh, well, that's what I'm doing wrong right there. I can actually improve on that. <laughs> yep, yep.
1: There's a lot. Of, I, I took notes. I took notes, and I'm going to listen back on it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I'm definitely going to be uh, marking yeah, out spots some in the
0: recording. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean, to be fair, we are also, you know, trying to talk directly to photographers. So we I, have to I, kind of think about that I know. It, it's hard
0: sometimes. Well. So, it's like, okay, am yeah. I talking to yeah. the photographer's? or am I trying to get clients for this part? And even with the regular posting, sometimes it gets mixed up.
1: (laughs) Yeah, por qué no los dos, right? (laughs) But yes, I understand. Um, So I think one thing that we can kind of talk about before we finish um, episode three today is uh, the... Prompts, because we're coming towards we're in the latter half of the month now. Um, I've seen some filter in, but not all, not as many as maybe in past months. And I do think that that has a lot to do with the fact that we're asking for a series.
0: Yeah, so hopefully there's a lot more people out there like me who are waiting till we can post them as a full set, because that is something I think with the whole Maison scene, and I'm butchering that pronunciation. But
1: <laughs> You're not French, it's fine. <laughs>
0: but for me, th- with something like this, where you are taking a set of photos that you're wanting at least some consistency with style or theme or even just an element within the photo, to be able to have it displayed as a set can make a bigger mm-hmm. impact than just the individual photos.
1: Yeah, and that was kind of the whole idea behind this month. Um, which we talked about a little bit in episode one. Um, but that was kind of the whole idea is that having a a short photo story gives you a lot more latitude than a solo image can.
0: On the other hand, it's definitely taking a lot more planning than a solo image. Part of it is if you're using another person, being able to have consistency to work with that person over the period of a month instead of just for one shoot yeah. or keeping up with different props and working that into multiple different scenes over the course of a month. It can definitely be a little more challenging. I really do think the end result is going to be a huge payoff though. One thing I actually want to see, maybe make this a little extra challenge for anyone who just feels like going above and beyond (laughs) and being a little extra, (laughs) but print out the photos. I I think I'm going to do this for this month's theme. I'm going to print out the photos And display them. I probably won't have the prints done by the time the month is up. great idea. I think that would be fun to see if other people are going out there and printing them and displaying them together and seeing how they're displayed and how that fits with the theme that they shot.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I'm a huge proponent of printing your photos Um, when there's something about holding them physically that allows you to see things that you don't necessarily see on a digital screen. So huge proponent of that. I think that's a great idea, and obviously no time frame on that because that's for you. So I think that's a great idea. Um, is there any so as as a person who is going through the challenge who doesn't have any like extra insight to than anyone else? Um, is there anything that's particularly challenging for you so far this month that maybe I can clarify or help with?
0: I don't think there's anything about the prompts themselves that are giving challenge. It really is about, for me, just being able to plan out a set of photos because I've had a handful Mm -hmm. of ideas and a couple of them I've had to discard or put on a shelf at least uh, just because of timing. It's the people I was wanting to work with it's not available. Right. Um, some of the settings I've right. thought about using, it's like, well, I'd, I won't be able to get in there until another month or two, or the the amount of work I would have to put into it, I wouldn't be able to get done effectively within a month. I've got a handful of different kind of props and settings that are all going to tie in and mm-hmm. essentially tell a story. That's I really love the kind of making it a story, and so I'm wanting to... Also, do the overall theme set similar to like movie stills, like cropped with the letterboxing okay. format and color graded and all that. Nice. 16.9. As
1: yeah. much as I like shooting
0: in black and white, I think for these I'm going to go color just so I can have that nice. as an extra layer of consistency on all of it.
1: Great. You know how I feel about color. So I'm on board I know. with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's always a time thing. I mean, I think a lot of the reason that we see people really enthusiastic in the beginning of the year and then kind of Peter out as the year goes by is, is time. It's time because and then what ends up happening is that you don't have time to do one. And then you're like, well, I missed that one. So I'm all done. Um, to that. I will say, no, 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 no. Come back. We're here. <laughs> We're waiting for you. Um, it, there's no, it's no, no qualms about missing out on a few um, because of life. I, understand. So yeah, the timing thing is a big problem, Um, especially like you said, when you're trying to plan a larger whole set. Um, So I can understand that. Uh, To that, I will say if anybody is working on this actively, whether it's just brainstorming or actually shooting and, and what have you, and you found that you haven't, aren't going to make the deadline of August 31st, then don't worry it's fine just do it when you can do it get in and when can you get in this whole thing is about you and your progress it's not about
0: yeah th- no one's being graded here i know i've there. turned in a couple of the things no one's a little being graded.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. yep everyone has
0: i've skipped a lot yeah and, and i do think it's also important that we do take on some of these challenges that are going to be making time a bigger factor. Because, I mean, as a photographer in general, time and working out and scheduling conflicts can be a regular part of kind of the frustration that you have to deal with sometimes, whether you're out there shooting families or weddings or whatever, or if even if you're just doing it on your own for fun, finding the time to get out there and doing it. So by having that as kind of a part of the challenge where building it within a time and trying to actually make that work on a little bit larger of a scale than for just a single photo. I think that can actually still be really helpful. Yeah. Frustrating sometimes, but helpful. I
1: I think (laughs) I try to be, make the prompts as frustrating as possible. If we're going to be honest. No, Um, no. that's, I think that's all fair. I think that's a good takeaway. I don't want anyone to feel discouraged um, about any of it. It's all, just for our own sake. It's for our individual sake, not anyone else's. So, yeah, so we did a lot about, we talked a lot about marketing today. We talked a lot about the business side of things, which is something that I despise personally. So, um, <laughs> but I've learned a lot today and it's all very valuable. So, my call to action today is to have you guys ask those questions in the comments, join the Discord talk to us in discord like and subscribe and if we're going to go back to episode one um let's see this episode is brought to you by bira moretti that's the beer i'm drinking today again they didn't pay me but here it is getting me through the day
0: one of these (laughs) days they'll start sponsoring you just got to keep rotating through. Yeah, one of these days, one <laughs> one, of, one of these random Eastern
1: European beers will give me some money, um, or at least a free case. Today, today is not that day. <laughs> or at least a free case. I'll take a free case. It's like free anyway. It's cheaper than water. So, yes, that is um, that is where we are today. So that's my call to action to all of you: is just get involved with us and, and ask us those questions. Get involved with each other on the Discord, um, and we'll see you guys all next speak.